and boom goes the dynamite. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Tuesday night, and you know what that means. Kevin Ely and I are back for a brand new episode of The Boom, brought to you by Fight Game Media. Kevin, how's your week been, bud? Uh, it's good. It feels kind of weird to record on a Tuesday, actually. Like, I've lived a, lived a whole day, and I'm normally like, yeah, used absolutely. to wrapping my weekend with our conversation. And we need... The thing is, we now need our fans. We need them to download this immediately because there's only one day That's right. that this podcast is in any way relevant, and then it's all going to be dead as the, the Dustbusters or whoever they are are going to just take <laughs> over AEW for the entire future of the company. That's what it feels like. Yep. Um, it's been a weird week in AEW, Kevin. Like, There's been some massive developments, and I have been force-fed – a lot of horse shit, and I'm here to talk about both sides of that coin. I think that's fair. That's a fair description. Yeah. I was going to announce all, that I've just joined the Trustbusters because I feel like that's the train. That's the train. Oh, my God. You either get on or you get left behind. They're, it's What are they calling it? The Sherman Antitrust Act? Is yeah. that it? Uh-huh. Is that their name? Mm-hmm. Okay. I um Reunion Breakers, I, something like that. Oh, my God. Like, okay, we're going to talk about them. I want to stick to the, I want to okay. stick to your rundown first. Okay. There's so much to say. And they're I've still got, relevant in, in the first topic we have. Are they relevant though? Are they relevant never know. in any way? You never know, but that's true. Okay. We have finally, the, the trios titles have arrived. The tournament is here. We have previously talked about like the 30 amazing trios teams in AEW. And now we have the eight that are in this tournament. And um, unfortunately, that eight uh, includes Dave and Busters, the newest, <laughs> the newest <laughs> stable. I'm sticking with that one. In AEW. Oh, my God. At le- I mean, okay, let's go over it. Okay. So, Death Triangle versus mm-hmm. Aussie Open. Yep. Super excited about Death Triangle. And really excited Aussie opens in this one with Will Ospreay. Yeah. Um, anytime we get Will Ospreay, that's exciting. But there's so many eight. Like, they didn't need to do this. No. I, I, it's cool they did. But that's just another major trios competitor or group of competitors that aren't going to be in this tournament. Right. Then we've got Andrade Alidolo, Dragon Lee, and Roosh yeah. versus the Young Bucks and someone. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's going to be Kenny. Um, I hope it is because they sure didn't leave much room for any other satisfactory replacements. They have not. And um, I can't imagine at this point that it'll end up being Brandon Cutler. It's (laughs) clearly not going to be Adam Page, at least not initially. I'm, Uh I'm wondering if like the Young Bucks come out and do a three on two leading to Adam Page coming and and bailing them out. Maybe something like that if if Kenny is not medically cleared. Mm-hmm. If Kenny is medically cleared, it has to be Kenny. Um but I'm excited about Dragon Lee. I'm excited about both these teams mm-hmm. facing off. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a great match. All right, you want to go through the next two? Yeah, so House of Black which we're would have been in our we would have that's who we would have put in i mean i think yeah that's absolutely. definitely a top eight team yeah um and the dark order some combination of the four remaining dark order members right i'm hoping i'm 
it's tough because I think clearly we're going to get Alex Reynolds and John Silver. Mm-hmm. I think that's the core. And then it's like, okay, do you go with the big guy in 10 or do you go with the established tag team wrestler mm-hmm. in Evil Uno? That's a really tough one. I, I think I think you go with 10, and I'll tell uh-huh. you why. All right. Because I think Parker Boudreaux is going to be meeting him in the semifinals. Okay. Let's let's name this last team, and then we're going to talk specifically about Park, Parker Boudreaux. Okay. Trustbusters, right. which is the – that's next Friday. Trustbusters versus That's best next friends. Friday they're doing this yeah, It's on Rampage. This, yeah. All right. We got the Buster Bluths versus Best Friends next week. Um, that's right, the Never Nudes. Um, I'm this. If it was just Parker Boudreaux versus Best Friends, I'd be excited about it because I'm excited about Parker Boudreaux. Yeah, the man is as green as can be, mm-hmm. but I don't. I don't think he's looked bad. Everybody else are talking like he looked bad. He looked bad because he's he's teamed with a bunch of a bunch of damn yam bags. He's, yeah. He looks bad when you compare him to Brock Lesnar, and that's the problem. Everyone Everybody looks him bad to Brock, compared to Brock Lesnar. But everyone compares like, him to Brock Lesnar. Yeah, like, the thing is, he got cut from WWE supposedly because he wasn't progressing. Right. So I expected him to be terrible. Yeah. I expected him to be Yate-level bad, mm-hmm. and he's not. He's not at all. Mm-hmm. Like, he can pull off all your basic moves. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look terrible. Um, you let me know if you think I am wrong on this, because I think he looks fine for a guy who's been wrestling for like six months. Yeah, I think he's I, he's yes, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. Exactly. And I'm excited. AEW has the opportunity to teach this man how to wrestle. Mm-hmm. I'm I am less worried than Paul Fontaine, but I shouldn't be because Paul was afraid where he's going to be on TV a hundred times. And I said, Paul, he's going to be on TV like once every six months, like everybody else in AW. Mm-hmm. But then uh, Dave and Buster's has been on TV eight times this week. Right. At least eight segments. Well, I don't know what's going on. You make a really good point in is Ari Davari. Um, is he a, a, a stand in for Tony Khan? That was a that was a Paul Fontaine theory, and I cannot shake it. It's not a bad theory. It's really not a bad theory because he's the richest guy around. Mm-hmm. He's bringing in former WWE guys. And he's talking he, about, like, these are people that are overlooked. I'm giving you a chance. I'm going to be progressive. Yeah. Listen, I'm I'm a very progressive man. I, um, I like giving people a chance. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think how to put this where I don't get canceled. Mm-hmm. Slim J for real. Really? You're going to show me that on my TV. You're going to put that in my face when I haven't seen Miro wrestle in like months. Really? Yeah. Come on, man. I know the hat alone. Right. He's out for me. Yeah. The, he is out. The name Slim J. Right. That is the equivalent of what T-Bar is that that's a WWE yeah. guy. That's the equivalent of T-Bar for me. That is the name. A 90 year old crazy man gives a wrestler well you know as he has long deep roots in ring of honor as one of the original members of special k does he yes i have listen i have zero memory of this someone filled i have no knowledge of slim j existing 
Yeah. I'd prefer to leave this podcast today with no memory of Slim J existing. Okay. He could be an incredible wrestler. Yeah. I have a feeling he's not because I've seen all those segments. Have we seen him wrestle yet? It's well, it's wild to me that uh, that that Jack Evans is gone. And yeah, Slim J, if you're going to keep any make Jack Evans Slim J, if you're going to have that name. <laughs> I mean, his name does start with a J. Oh, my God. By the way. OK. And he is very slim. He, he is. A, he is a very petite man. Um, I want to talk about AEW's tendency to just throw stuff up on screen as if we know these people, right? As if nothing is like we've changed Pentagon. We've changed Pentagon's name eighteen right. times, mm-hmm. and I've had, I've joked about it. I've had no problem. Mm-hmm. Ty Conti got married to Sammy Guevara. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden she's Ty Mello. Right. And I know her real name is Tanara Mello. Right. But why is Ty Conti now Ty Mello? Because she got married. That makes no sense to me. And they just throw that up there. At the same time, they throw up Slim J, Parker Boudreaux, and Ari Davari. First of all, <laughs> I'm like Ari Davari, really. Is is he on Paw Patrol? Is that is he a character on Paw Patrol? Because <laughs> that's the name of somebody on Paw Patrol. All right. <laughs> He's a fine man, a fine wrestler, and I'm interested in Parker Boudreaux. I've been interested in him since WWE signed him, mm-hmm. but they just throw him up here like, oh yeah, these like they've been around for for years, right. years, right? Just oh, just killing it in Universal really Studios. Really, no, no real intro. Like, oh, here's Ari Davari. He's one of the richest men in professional wrestling, right? They don't, they barely even give us that sentence. Yeah. Wait, what did you say about Universal Studios? They've been killing it. Universal Studios at the dark tapings. <laughs> that they have. Oh, my God. By the way, I, I, this week I was like, okay, I'm devoted to finding something that should have been on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I checked out Dark. I checked out Dark Elevation. Did you watch Elevation the, Today, the new one? No, because so, I didn't want to get confused. So normally that would show. be next week's. But I, yeah. I actually, just before we taped, forwarded a tweet from you which was highlights of tonight's Elevation episode featuring guest color commentator Daddy Magic Matt Menard wearing, oh my God. wearing his Lucky Reds. Lucky Reds. Okay. I, I'll allow it. We, okay, th- that, will, that will work. But <laughs> we nothing talk from about last this week and next week. Just to nothing from last week no, there deserved was to be on Dynamite. No, nothing. Nothing. There were some... Not, there were some okay matches. There were like Emmy Sakura had a had a really yeah. good match with Ruby Soho involved. Lots of people, but um, no, none of that deserved to be on Dynamite. Okay, so to it. So who who's back to the trios tournament? Who's gonna yes? Who book it? Like who's gonna? My assumption is the finals are going to be no, not like okay. If you put the Young Bucks in the finals, mm-hmm. Young Bucks versus House of Black doesn't really matter. Young Bucks maybe versus Dark Order and somebody gets injured and Adam Page steps in. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to see Young Bucks versus Trustbusters. No, well, I think maybe one person does. <laughs> not not really, but <laughs> they've got a fan somewhere. I now listen. There's one way this this would be fine with me. Both of the other men. God willing, this doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Let's say Slim 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 J and Ari Davari die in the ring early just in the tournament. Yeah, yeah, just hypothetically, and Parker Boudreaux has to go it alone. Right. 
in a Brody Lee type situation yeah. where everybody's rooting for the guy. I wouldn't mind seeing Parker Boudreaux versus the Young Bucks. Parker Boudreaux versus Brody. the Young Bucks actually does sound pretty good. Yeah, like it would just be them bouncing off him. Yeah. He's throwing them around. But in in a week that we saw FTR and Wardlow together. Right. We have CM Punk back who was previously in a one week long faction right, with, with FTR. FTR. We've got no FTR. Mm-hmm. We've got no no elite to 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 like for the young bucks to to butt right. their heads up against. Right. I cannot um, I cannot imagine a world where the Dark Order beats House of Black. I would love for that to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, maybe with Adam Adam if, Page. Yeah, in the if they get Page in immediately, yeah, yeah. Unless and the thing is, it is some sort of crazy screw job where like Miro shows up and yeah causes hijinks. Like Miro could cause hijinks. Adam Page is supposed to be in their corner, like mm-hmm. ringside. Right. Maybe I would love it. I would love it, but that's probably not going to happen. So let's say House of Black moves on. I have to think best for. Mm, I don't know. We have got a rocket ship strapped to the ass of, of Dave and Buster's right now. <laughs> so I could see them beating best friends, right? For sh- like for real. Um then I have to think that Slim J and Ari Davari that they they would they would almost certainly die in the matchup with House of Black. Yeah. They would be deceased. And so that would leave us with Parker Boudreaux versus the one or the other side. I could see anybody winning that first match. Death Triangle versus Osprey and Aussie Open. Yeah. Anybody. I think that depends on if Omega's back. Yeah, I have to think they go with Death Triangle. Oh my God! See, I'm going to pick Kenny's back. Yeah, and will and will Osprey. Oh and they do God. a square off between the two of them. Just on that would be, man. I just don't know. I, I mean, there's a lot I, of ways I've, they could go. There's a lot of ways they could go, but there are just so many great teams that got left out of this. But okay, Death Triangle versus Osprey and Aussie Open. That's a potential five star match. Hmm. Andrade, Dragon Lee, and Roosh versus Young Bucks, and if it's Kenny, that's uh, yeah. a potential five-star yep. match. Yep, easily. I mean, depending on... Where is this going to happen? This the That no? match is happening Wednesday on Dynamite. Okay, so this is not going to be in the Tokyo Dome, so probably nope. not eight stars. <laughs> no, no. Otherwise, it could have been... Yeah. House of Black versus Dark Order will be a very good match. Not a five-star match, but it'll be a very, very good, good match. Very good, yes. And that only leaves... Um, the Ghostbusters and best friends as probably the only suboptimal match we get in this yeah. whole tournament. But I so, bet it'll still be entertaining. It'll be entertaining for sure. It'll be entertaining. And I have, I've, I only have one more name left. Let me save it for, for trust busters. I'm saving it cause they might come back up. Okay. All right. So I'm excited it's here. It's not as exciting as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And But again, yeah. I think we all thought it was going to end up being the elite versus mm-hmm. the uh, basically elite red, re, elite black and white versus mm-hmm. elite red and black. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to happen. And that's a real shame. Okay. What is next? Do you think Kenny is back for this tournament? Do you think I have no idea? I they built so, it up where it's like how could they 
how how, could how else could be? they deliver in a way yeah. satisfactory? And especially with this multi-week buildup of right. who's going to tag with the Un- Young Bucks. Unless, makes sense. Unless they did have the Young Bucks go out there two on three and yeah. Hangman decides at the last minute to team with them. I could right. see that. And I and I I could also see like we've removed Hangman from the title picture. Mm-hmm. We've kind of removed him from everything right now. Right. He's not in a storyline outside of this one. Right. And so he's got to be in there. If yeah, if Kenny isn't ready, I think they probably adjusted this and put Hangman Page in his spot. Mm-hmm. It could also just be a huge red herring for Kenny to come back. Either way, that's. It's a great reason for everybody to tune in. The will will we get Kenny back or will we not get Kenny back? Um, hmm. I just, I just, I was just literally like looking at 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 the at the names, and I my mind just wandered into all the like all the potentialities. Um, Where they listen, could have if had. If your mind's wandering, if your mind's wandering, are you just sitting around with nothing to do? Are you just looking out on the horizon? trying to see swamps but all you see is desert all you see is that that dead sand you should consider giving us a subscribing to fight game media patreon.com slash fight game media for just five dollars a week you can no five dollars a month five dollars a week good lord for five dollars a month you get lots of extra shows from every podcast here at fight game media you get extended episodes of brace for impact and a number of other shows again for less than the cost of an extra value meal at McDonald's. You get a lot of fantastic content. And of course, as always, check out fightgamemedia.com for all the latest in boxing, MMA, pro wrestling. And by the way, there's a there's a lot of good boxing coming up. The rematch between Anthony Joshua and Alexander Usyk, the man that took that title from Anthony Joshua, the world heavyweight title. That's coming up this weekend and it's coming up because it's in Great Britain. It's coming up so early in the day. I'm going to be able to watch it before going to work. Oh, wow. I am super, super hyped. I believe they are going to be making the walk to the ring, Usyk and Joshua, at 3.30, no, 5.30 p.m. Eastern time. So 3.30 for me. I am, I'm really excited about this match. And if you want to learn more about it, check out fightgamemedia.com. Nice. You were All working right. out some issues there with the uh, swamp and There's a n- desert. Number of issues. Yeah. There's a lot of issues. Yeah. Um, I am heartbroken with the Chris Statlander injury. Yeah. Um, she was out for an, a very long period of time with her knee. Mm-hmm. And now when we seem to have only seen her cut mediocre promos for six months and not actually get in the ring, mm-hmm. as soon as they're ready to put her back in the ring and push her, her other knee is gone. Yeah. I'm guessing this is going to probably be. I don't think there's a lot of minor knee surgeries. Right. Um, you know, maybe if you tear like a, is the meniscus in the knee? I think it is. Meniscus is the, like the actual knee. Like, oh, that's probably menis- a good tear anyway. Yeah. Either it's way. Not good. Outside of bursitis, you're, you're, <laughs> you're, you don't want to, you don't want to do, have a knee injury. And so it's probably not good. She's going to be gone for a while. But, she came back so much better last time. Yeah. And I have faith she's going to work her butt off and come back even better this time. And and hopefully, uh, they'll give her the and push she needs. Hopefully she so. And back. hopefully, she'll be out of the garbage angle she's been in for a, a long right. period of time. Yeah. It's like anytime somebody really needs a push, they're going to saddle them with some garbage angles or definitely put them in a match with QT Marshall. Right. Okay. 
Let's see. Um, it's really cool that Bailey tweeted in support of her. Yeah, um, that was nice. Still did leg day on Instagram. I didn't see that. You didn't cut. see that. She she posted uh, that she was still she was like lifting with both like doing all kinds of leg. I don't do leg day, so I don't know what all you do. But she was pressing and jumping and not jumping, but lifting and things with her legs. And she said it was um, because the stronger she can get going into the surgery, the shorter the recovery be. And she's like, that's what that makes sense. the last time. So she was like, there's a whole long thing where she's explaining like how she isolated it and all this stuff. And it was interesting. But uh, I have a yeah. really good example of um of the stronger you are, the quicker you can make a recovery from surgery. But I don't need to tell sad tales of my surgeries over the years. <laughs> I'll save that for another time. All with right. alcohol. We'll do that on involved. the Patreon. Yeah, exactly. That'll be, that'll be the Patreon show. The Patreon show for this month for <laughs> August will be tales of back surgeries. Yes. Um. OK. Takeshita. Yeah. He's gone back to Japan and WWE has made overtures to sign him. Oh. And he said, I believe this is an exact quote. Go F yourself, Triple H. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a con guy. And uh, it made me would really, never really let the F word. I think he's a he good boy. Probably say like I, I my Japanese is it's a rough it's been slipping over the last couple okay. years. A rough translation. Okay. okay. He's he's not interested in WWE, though. That made me very happy. And and word on the street is it's made some people on Twitter very angry, very okay. angry. And that that makes my little shriveled heart grow three sizes. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. We have different heat indexes this week. Uh huh. You have a more complete in heat index than me because really, I've got th- a strong four, and I am not even sure at this moment in time. I've got a strong four and an honorable mention. <laughs> um, no five. No five. I have an idea. <laughs> we'll go over yours first. Then when we get to mine, okay, I'll have a five. Hopefully. All right. I, I might I have feel... to move up that honorable mention. Yeah, we'll see. I I have the dishonorable mention, but we've already kind of gone through them a little bit that I could not All right. I couldn't bring myself to put the trustbusters on a heat index but I also could not deny that they were in five segments across <laughs> so all AW TV Tony Khan loves the gut busters man he <laughs> loves them and he is just pushing them to the moon yeah. when we I don't even know if storyline like with with Sunny Kiss being lured and then beat up and then yeah Lured and then into it's like evil. a luring slash wooing, right? But she was it, kind of wooing. I don't know. It was like it was very. Uh, were they wooing or was Sunny wooing? Sunny was Sunny wooing wooed. first. Sunny was kind of Sunny was kind of giving looks, and then oh Ari whispered and something. That's look spelled with a W, right? Just so you know, <laughs> so yeah. some whooks, and then yeah, and then I guess to close the deal, they. They beat Sonny up, and then that convinced them to join. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't we get don't it. need to get too deep into that. Yeah, and in the history, like I, that can that can get real questionable. That whole angle, right? Real quick. I don't. Um, yeah, I don't. With know. Sonny being involved and being wooed over through a a beating. Um. Yeah, you do you, they Tony could, God. right? Especially with Parker Boudreaux, like. What a it's a yeah it's that's weird that could go wrong so many ways 
It's like Parker Boudreaux is like if you took every SEC frat boy, merged him into one, and put them on all all the vitamins yeah. and prayers. See, I felt like all if you the, took Brock Lesnar and put him in a dry sauna for like three months, yeah, like that's what he would come out because he still has the same amount of skin, but just not as much muscle. Yeah, it's like it's 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 like a muscleless Brock, right? But it's still like thick, yeah, like that Dino Bravo thick, where it's just like, <laughs> how did their how like. That like literally um, shape like, um, oh, what do you call it? Man, I, my words are failing me today, Kevin. Um, it's 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 like a, just a whiskey cask that people like yeah. go over Niagara Falls in. Right. A, a barrel. A barrel. Shaped like a barrel. Yeah. Just a giant barrel, man. I like that you yeah. couldn't remember barrel, but you could remember I whiskey cask. I couldn't remember cask. barrel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was struggling with every word around there I knew, but not the word barrel. And I'm like, yeah, that whiskey is how my decaying, Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Sure. That's how my decaying brain wor- is working right now. And I hate that the poor people of Fight Game Media are having to follow along with this, no, that's what they this shit for. show. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Enough about the trustbusters. That's enough about okay. the trustbusters for a lifetime. <sighs> By the way, what have we gotten any words on what trustbuster trustbusters means? It took me a little while, but what I figured was I had to think about it. But what I think for real it is is that he's a trust fund kid. Is okay. the idea is that he's the trust fund kid, and he's like busting, and that he's trust like busting fund. the trust by spending all the money. Okay, and I that actually fits more... in with my like. Is that what like I, I, I have I had I, I'm taking this theory that he's an avatar for Tony to like work out some storylines of like work out some stories from his Listen. life, which is really odd if you think about it. But AEW had five full segments, yes, to give us the story. And they gave us zero story. Paul right. Fontaine has given us a story, and it's a good story. Yeah. So that's the story right now. That right. is the truth in my head, mm-hmm. and I thank Paul Fontaine for giving it to us. I imagine. I just when, assumed that when Tony it was yeah that when Tony no, Khan was like eighteen, and he and his rich kid buddies all walked around. I bet they called themselves the Trustbusters. They had to. Yeah. Oh my God, that was pro. We know. We know that Tony Khan had like a wrestling league on paper. Yeah. Of characters he created. Oh, that reminds me of based on he and his friends. And he he owe a hundred percent he and a buddy who also was a trust fund kid. Yeah. Or a tag team called the Trust, trust Busters. Busters. That's, yeah. That's a hundred percent true. I know that is true in my heart. Right. Like well, as soon as you said it, I knew that to be true. Yeah. I just assumed it was like an Elliot Ness thing, but antitrust. Right. About That's what I thought. Or like, don't trust them because they'll turn their back on you or something. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like we're such, we're such evil, evil guys. <laughs> you can't trust no, it's us. It's just about spending shit. their daddy's money. Oh my God. And, or spending his daddy's spending money. Spending his Ari daddy's Divari. money. It's, all, all, it's, it's about Paul Slim J mooching off of Shad Khan is the whole thing. Yeah. Oh my God. We can't, we, why couldn't we just, I mean... Like you said, Jack Evans would have been great as Slim J. Um, oh, uh, yeah, what, get Angelico in Helico. And Helico would have been fine. Yeah, just buying more um, and more expensive like hats. Yeah, exactly. Um, Chet Hanks, I think, would have worked better as Slim J. <laughs> okay. Now, if they, I don't know if he with could work. The, I don't know about his work. I don't know, rate. but he might be more interesting than the guy they brought in from. Uh, I think so. The Jersey Shore. <laughs> I mean, I'd be down with Chet so, Hanks showing up on AEW. 
That's another thing. We keep getting these people that we don't know. And listen, I know this Jersey Shore guy. I've watched him oh, see, on, on Dark more. Dark Elevation. Okay. And I've said on this show, he's oh. a good wrestler. Oh, okay. I've said this before. Yeah. That doesn't mean you just throw him up on TV with really no explanation. Right. If you're going to throw him up on TV, like have Snooki pushing him through the curtains. Right. Forcing him onto national television. Right. Something. But they didn't give us anything. Did they mention Jersey Shore? I don't think they did. I don't think they did. Yeah. Also, I wouldn't mind if MJF is still hanging around, if he is still AEW, if he is still all elite, hook him up with all these Jersey guys when he comes back to be his minions. Oh, yeah. That's not a good the, idea. Not the worst usage of them. Yeah. If you're not even going to include them and include their real life story that they're dating Snooki. Um, right. <laughs> okay. We haven't even gotten to your number five yet. Uh, okay. Do you want me to go through mine and then you go through yours? or? Yeah, because okay. ours are pretty different. Okay. Uh, I was kind of wishy-washy on this, but I put Andrade and Roosh as okay. my number five because I, I thought they came off really well in their tag match and I'm excited about Dragon Lee coming in. Uh, yeah. You know, I thought they looked pretty awesome. I mean, well, I thought Roosh looked pretty awesome. It was a really good match. Yeah. I mean, they, well, it was, I had trouble. Yeah. I had trouble keeping my attention on it, yeah. but I know it was a good match because these guys are all great wrestlers. It's the kind of match that drives me crazy. Cause you know, I have, a, I have this irrational thing about elf Phoenix and this was kind of that thing where it's just like, are they even cooperating? Like, or do they even know, <laughs> Are they you know even cooperating? I mean? Like, do they even know what the other one's doing? It's it's just like people just throw themselves right. at each other and, you know. You don't have to pass out twice in a match to not realize where you are in a match. <laughs> and Ray, Ray Phoenix might just not even ever know the plan from the beginning. Right. He's just like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump off the ropes and do some shit. Right. Yeah, that's up to you. And my feet you figure are out gonna, how to work around me. Yeah. Yeah. If your face is there, I hit right. your face. Right. If, you know. And that's on right. you, really. Right. Okay. So uh, no, Andrade's had a Andrade's had a pretty solid couple weeks, mm-hmm. and I hope we can keep it going. Yeah, I kept Ric Flair alive, so that's good. And that was no easy task. No, no, no easy task. No. My God. Okay, number four. Uh, Brian Danielson would have been higher if he had done more, and I wish they had put it. That should have been a dynamite because I thought that was a. I like the storyline of him dynamite. and Dan, I like of Dan Garcia. I like their exchange. And this was this was yeah. a great promo. Yeah, it was a phenomenal promo, and Daniel Garcia played it so well yes. to make you wonder: Yes, is he going to stay or is he going to be pulled into Blackpool? Yeah, after the kind of a little later than we thought he was. Right, he did, but they he did yeah, that over well. His facial expressions like looking almost like. He didn't. He was like, looking ashamed of himself. Looked him shamed. Yeah, that was good. That was some good sports entertainment from Mr. Garcia. Yeah, it was. And I never, for a lot of years, I liked Brian Danielson, mm-hmm. and I never, I did not realize what a good promo he was. I really didn't. And he is a phenomenal promo. Yeah. I think he. So I, he. Yeah. He is for sure on my list. Okay. Uh, give me your number three, Chris Jericho. Which I was kind of surprised because I've not been so big on him lately. But the dude showed Me up. either. And I, you know. He showed up for a big match. Yeah. And you got his put hair in the done. notes. He, yeah. yeah, got his hair did. Yeah. You put in the notes, looked 15 years younger. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like Chris Jericho is really into the paranormal. I don't know if this is black magic. <laughs> this man can be 
bursting at the seams. Yeah. Like a size 40 and a size 32 belt. Right. One week. And the next week he has abs and looks incredible. Right. It is. It is. It bl- continually blows me away how quickly he is able to whip himself into shape at his age. Right. And more power to him for it. I've been trying to whip myself in that kind of shape for like 37 years. Still not there. Yeah. I think, but a lot of it is just he just shaved. He was clean shaved. Yeah. And, and that makes a huge difference. Right. It also helped. That and that the was last the Lionheart thing. Him, yeah, the last it time was, we saw him, he had his like nose all taped up and. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so he knows how to work and, it. W- I like that, like, Lionheart Chris Jericho is a clean-cut Chris Jericho. Right. A clean-shaven Chris Jericho. Yeah. And we got a Lionheart Chris Jericho. We we got what it was promised. Yeah, I was skeptical. But he came out, and he looked lively. He did the lion salt. He didn't do that spinning kick he used to do, but you that's, know, that's good because I didn't want him to tear his ACL. And- you really know it's time to start considering retirement when people who are praising you start saying you looked lively. <laughs> Like man, just maybe. That's true. Just maybe it's That's time a bit to start of a making those plans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um. All right. Number two. I have CM Punk, but I have no notes on why. It's just he's back. I am. I am blown away. He's number two. I'm blown away. He's fallen this far. Um. Although I will say, I thought the crowd would pop a little more, but mm-hmm. the crowd popped like like crazy. Yeah. Because this angle, mm-hmm. which isn't really an angle, is so over. Yeah. It's simply one man has the title, one man's the interim. We know they're going to wrestle. Yeah. And the fact we know we're getting that match, we know, is such a big deal to me. He is, I'll tell you right now, I'm spoiling the whole list. <laughs> CM Punk's my number one. Because Fair enough. AEW, we've talked about a lot. They've had some really interesting undercard angles. They haven't had the big angle. This is the big angle. Yep. And this is all the angle we need. Yep. One it. guy that everyone loves and is a bad mother mm-hmm. is about to wrestle another bad mother effort mm-hmm. that everybody loves. And that's all you need. That's all the story you need. Yeah. And I am I am here for it all day. In one of their hometowns. That's right. So it's going to be right. Moxley like going into the belly of the beast, which is how he likes it. You know, like I can't wait for him to, you yeah. know, like heal that up a little bit. And, you know, that's oh, going to be great. Yeah. That's literally the only reason I didn't put him number one was because I was like, Moxley just put in more work that week. <laughs> he, he had, Moxley has been look, they have been. Moxley has been putting in work. Since yeah. Kenny went down and Punk went down yeah. and Danielson went down, John Moxley has been working his butt off and he's been delivering mm-hmm. for everybody that's not named Paul Fontaine. Yep. For anybody out here with a true blood lust like myself, <laughs> this has been wonderful. This has been fantastic. And uh and it's it's like and I really mean this as praise. A guy at his level shouldn't have to be working this hard. They mm-hmm. shouldn't have to be carrying the show every night, but he's been carrying the show. Whether it's against somebody like Mance Warner or whether it's against Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. two very different people and two very different levels of work. Um, but he's been doing it no matter who he's been put against. Yeah. And whether they wanted him to bleed or not, yeah. he's always gonna bleed. <laughs> and I loved the face off with a Inexplicably, but pro wrestling wet. 
Yeah. CM Punk right. just came out of the showers for. Yeah. I guess he jogged to the arena. Uh, and then an equally soaking wet John Moxley, who's bleeding from his deep in his inner ear, yeah. it appears. Yes. That was nasty. That was nasty. Yeah. Which, yeah, that was uh, that was something else. There was also, uh, I don't know if you saw the Road to Dynamite video that they post on no, Tuesdays. No, I haven't seen So it. it's worth going back for. There's a really good, Moxley did a promo for the Wednesday match, but he kind of did a little bit of like, it was a little bit of like comparing the heart dungeon to uh, the BCC. Oh, and he like listed off each of the people. He was like, Brian Dan. He's like, I don't know if you guys remember, but six months ago, Brian Danielson and I were beating the hell out of each other. And he goes, and then they had to wipe off Wheeler Yuta's face off the mat. That's great. And he's like, and then they show a picture of an ear that's like all cut up. And he goes, I damn near ripped off William Regal's ear once. And he goes, and then he's like, and uh, Claudio, the last time I wrestled him, the last, uh, he knocked his teeth out, which I had forgotten that the reason yeah. Claudio wears that uh, tooth guard, mouth guard, uh -huh. is because in a match against Dean Ambrose uh, and Seth Rollins, he Moxley threw him into a ring post where he knocked his teeth out. And I love that he's building these legends yeah. off of reality. Right. And he's like, listing all, all these people that, that really he's happened. Hurt, and then he just yeah. goes, these are my friends. What do you think I'm going <laughs> to do to you? Oh, I cannot wait. I have let the, the, the listening audience down by not watching this before the show. This sounds like promo of the week for sure. Yeah, it definitely would be. It was good. It's worth going back for. So I think it's clear John Moxley is your number one. Yep. And he should be based on that promo alone. I, I forgive you for demoting CM Punk to number two. Um, but it's just. I like when we get the reminders of how easy pro wrestling booking can be. If mm. you don't overcomplicate. Mm -hmm. This is going to be maybe the biggest match in AEW history. It's definitely going to be top three, I think. Yeah. Simply because one guy has the title and one has the interim. And they're both badasses. Yeah, you know, um, on the on the Dynamite show, our Patreon show, where they break down Dynamite right after it's over, uh -huh. uh, Jeff uh, Hawkins and Paul Fontaine were talking about it. And they they didn't love the stare down where they did the slow look to the, you know, to the sides to hear the people cheering. I kind of like that they were looking in the opposite yeah, direction. They were doing like, the, they didn't rotate. They were doing they the Rock Hogan the thing. Yeah. And they felt that was a little sports entertainment me, but I was like, I it worked for me because I'm like, for me. It, it and, and for the reason that you said, because it's just yeah. like they didn't have to have a story. They didn't have to have a promo. All they had to do, get to face to face and then soak it in. Yeah. Well, there, there was a lot of criticism of the interim title, but the, this is hot only because of the interim title, because that means that when Punk comes back, whoever has that belt around their waist, yeah. they have to fight them. Right. There's no options. Right. They have to. Right. And that's the entire anticipation. All the excitement was built around yeah. that one simple fact. And, and right. it was. And I love great. that Moxie's walking around saying, I'm not the interim champion. I'm the world yeah. champion. He yeah. called it the FYI because title. <laughs> that took me a little while to figure out what the F and the Y and the I stood for. But after a while, I was like, oh, okay. It's just like FTW. And I found F out what your interim title. 
I found out what those stood for like 10 seconds ago. <laughs> like as soon as you said right. it took me a second, I, my mind started spinning. Um, I hadn't even thought about it. Uh, let's see. Okay. So let's go over my okay. top five. My, my, my heat index here. All right. So. I think you'll probably. Yeah. There were, I'm there, literally looking at my list. There were people that I was thinking of, we, but yeah. Okay. So my number five mm-hmm. right now is the new pickle slushy from Sonic. <laughs> I hate pickles, yep. but I got the pickle slushy with some coworkers today. Yep. Surprisingly good. It tastes like artificial pickles, not like real pickles. Therefore, it was palatable to an actual human digestive system. It wasn't terrible. It's a pickle you slushy. Can check more. Yeah, you can check out more on that on my Instagram story at Peppermint Fatty. Um, number four, I had John Moxley. Okay. Um, I wow. love the angle. I love uh-huh. the stare down. Uh-huh. I love the bloody ear. It was gross, but I also loved it because that's who I am as a person. If you could see my kitchen in the background, you would understand that. It's covered as in blood. Kevin Kevin Ely does, basically covered in blood and disgusting. Um, but to me, he was the B side to CM Punk's return. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to be the B-side of that match. It's just that CM Punk is back. And I've already said he's my number one. That's why he's my number one. What did you think of the match, like the Jericho match? Like I liked the, it. Okay. It was a good match. Yeah. Um, Way more than I thought I would. And I yeah. am, and I am, and I am, I've gotten very squeamish about blood. Have you? In, yeah. In my, in I, my, in so my I like the. We're going to talk more about blood in okay. this in this show. We're going to talk a lot about blood. Okay. Because I both love the blood, but definitely think they're overdoing the blood yeah. because I'm not the audience they're going for. They're going for a younger audience. Yeah. And I have a strong feeling they're losing younger viewers, particularly young women mm-hmm. with all the blood. That said, they're making me happy. But that's <laughs> not like Yeah. They can also make they, they me can happy write their own the heat blood. index, right? Exactly. So, my number two, my number three, yes. Number three. My number three is a play on what you've been doing, cheating the heat index by pulling in entire facts. The heat index is whatever you need it to be. Well, right now, I need that to be Darby Allen slash Sting. Okay. Um, I loved the first match on, on Dynamite this week. Brody King versus Darby Allen was a work of art. Um, and Sting, of course he was in the coffin, but Sting coming up out of the coffin, Mm -hmm. then facing off with Malachi Black at the end, that was really exciting because we're going to get Sting versus Malachi Black Mm one-on-one, and everything Sting has done has been way better than it should be, and that match is going to be better than it should be, and I'm excited for it, and and it's one of the major angles right now that I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. I'm glad we got... um, I'm glad we finally got some movement away from these past angles with um, like, thank God we're not focusing on Julia Hart anymore, even though she is um, sexually assaulting men on camera here Mm -hmm. during, during dynamite um, and being roundly rejected. Yes. Um, I'm glad we're not dealing with Brian Pillman and Griff Garrison anymore. We've got a real feud between real top guys. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm excited about that. Also, 
when Darby Allen at the end of that match, when he choked out Brody King, mm-hmm. it could have been so sloppy, like the fall. Yeah. Like he when he let Brody King go, mm-hmm. he had to both fall to the floor and land he had in to fall the down coffin and go forward yes. and turn sideways. Yes. In a way that the door would slam over him. Yeah. And he, it was one smooth, yes. beautiful motion. It was perfect. It was perfect. He could not have done it better. And AEW does a lot of things like that that could go wrong. And usually they do go wrong. <laughs> That's right. But this usually, yeah. but this time it was perfect. It was a work of art. Nice work, Brody King. You That's knocked true. it out of the park. Also, yeah. I've said this before. I probably sound like a madman. I probably sound like a crazy person. That's fair. Um, In that Brody King should be a menacing looking guy, Mm -hmm. but he has a really nice face. He does. He has a pleasant face. face, Yeah. And his makeup, his full face. Right. Makeup. Yeah. Hid that pleasant face and made him seem more menacing. Yeah. I I hope they do that more often. Yeah. Because when he's not, he kind of looks like um, Kevin from the office. I think. Yeah. Like he's just yeah. looks like a nice guy. Exactly. He's that it's exactly right. His eyes yeah. betray him yeah. that he's just a nice dude. Yeah. He's a hunt and, and but the makeup helped hide all that. And uh, I really I like that. the makeup in this match. One thing I loved okay. about that match was um this was a thing where I was like, Oh, this is this is one of the things where it's like the art of like the 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 fakeness of pro wrestling can work. Is like, okay, so when when they first came out, the coffin was open and empty. Right. And then uh, at certain point, the lights went out, you know, during the match. So either during during the entrance or during, you know, whatever, during the match, I don't remember exactly when the lights went out. I think when when the other two members of House of Black showed up, right? Mm -hmm. So at that point, Sting had to come out and get into... Into the coffin. Into the coffin. Now, if you're in an arena, you know, it looks totally black on TV because of the exposure of the cameras. But if you're in an arena, you're not blind. Like if someone's coming in there, you know, you you see Brody King go from the middle of the ring to the ring post, you know. Yeah. You you can see it happen. So a significant number of people would have seen Sting get into the coffin. Yeah. But what that caused on TV was people chanting, we want Sting. Because they yeah. know he's there and they're just waiting yeah. for him to come out. And so I love that that actually and and the fans, the, the magic, such a good letting job them in that. on the magic trick yeah. actually kind of worked and helped make it a better TV presentation. Because in some cities, you would have just had a bunch of assholes pointing at the cough. Right. He's in the car. Co- yeah. Right. Yeah. And I did not notice like I knew the coffin was open early. Yeah. And I knew it was closed late. But it, my mind never, like, my brain oh, yeah. never put those two things together. Yeah, never I didn't did. think about it until it opened. Never, and that yeah. that was, and they did a great job with that. They did a really good job with that. Um, what did you think? What did you think of that match? Like, blow. I thought side. it was really good. I think I I I really, I really have been getting squeamish about watching people bleed to the degree that he was bleeding, and I think that really yes. distracted me. Just me. Uh, I, think, I think it worked for the story, mm-hmm. and I think you know it, it. It was a great match, and and they have a great dynamic, and yeah. I love that they have figured out how to tell the story of Darby Allen being able to beat Brody King without undercutting Brody King, and I think and everything, blood, the blood's a big part of it. 
And but I liked I just how everything get a came little... back around yeah. to the way their first match ended yes, in the, with the Battle choke. Royal. Yeah. 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 So that was really good. I, I got no complaints. I think I just, I've just become a little squeamish about watching blood just drip See, onto other people. I was like four years old watching barbed wire cage matches. With yeah. The sheep herders. Oh, me too. Yeah. So I've, I've always been comfortable with blood. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I get a lot of horrific injuries a lot. So also I'm, I'm just in real life <laughs> comfortable just, yeah. with blood now. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I think they should go with the old raw as war dynamic and don't have blood until the second hour. If you're going to have great, blood yeah. second hour. Yeah. When like or even Rampage. again. Yeah. Or do it on Rampage. Like it's just too early it. in where I live here in Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. The show is on at 6 p.m. Yeah. Like I have to rush home from work. Right. Sometimes I can make one quick stop mm-hmm. to get here in time. Like the sun is up. Right. And in on the West Coast, I guess it might be time delayed on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. But like there are a lot of, I think, 18 to like 30 year olds are much more squeamish. Yeah. Than old bastards like me uh, <laughs> hardened, about blood. Hardened. Yeah. 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 Hard- Watts. Kid children of Bill Watts. I, I'm just a, just a lump, old lump of coal yeah. here. Brought I up think by for Bill me Watts. it's two things. I think um, some of it is it makes me self-conscious about having it on when my kids. Yeah. All right. Because yeah. I don't want to repulse them. Uh, and then also, I think just the PG era mm-hmm. just kind of desensitized or resensitized it to me. Yes, resensitized which, is a really good word. Which there. Uh, which makes it effective when it's when it's used. But I feel like it's got like it it's used overused. to be used. Right. The, it's not the Thunder Rosa Britt Baker match that was a lights out. There'd match. been no blood for a while. Right. And now it's like if twice an episode. Yeah. I mean, it, we literally, there was twice this yeah, episode. And Moxley just bleeds every time, you know? So it's like, yeah. I think if I'm not against it, uh, but it does make me uncomfortable, which I think can be good. But I think it did hinder my, because as you're going through the match, I'm like, oh crap, you're right. That was the best match of the night. Like yeah. that, that, you know, it was a great match, but yeah. it probably caused some people to turn the channel. Right. I love Paul Fontaine. Paul Fontaine is older than us. And Paul Fontaine was like couldn't I don't know if he could like he did not enjoy that match and he knew it was a good match right he said like I know this is a good match I think on Twitter yeah but he couldn't enjoy it because the level of blood right and I hate that I hate that Paul couldn't enjoy that match and that means a lot of people couldn't enjoy that Mm -hmm. match Mm -hmm. and it was a great match I think I was pretty close to that I was I I think I was I think I spent so much time being like oh I think I even I didn't even like speed scan through a little bit of it because I just, yeah. like, I just, I'll watch it later when no one's up or, you know, something yeah. like that. And I'm like, ah, oh, save that for rampage or the end of dynamite, you know, now I'm just picturing your daughters like laying in bed at night. Like they've peeked around the corner and yeah. seen what you're watching right. all well, along. Yeah, their bedroom's like right outside the door too. Yeah. And they're just like, what is wrong what with is, dad? What, yeah. What is wrong with what this wrong man? With <laughs> No, they've seen it before. They'll come in. They've asked me, like, so is that real blood? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I do think the blood helped them match. cutting themselves very safely. Except for Chris exactly. Jericho, who freaking drove a nail through They're his cutting forehead. themselves very safely, except for when they don't. Yeah. Um, I thought the, the, the blood was good for the match, mm-hmm. but I think the match should have been on in the co-main event. But then you've got Or I would have put it on made the Dynamite main event. I mean, the sorry, the Rampage main event. Oh, is Rampage still a show? 
I couldn't. Like I, I had no idea because it's I, I don't watch Elevation anymore on a regular basis. I forgot there's Rampage Elevation every Friday night. Yeah, I am. It'll real be back frustrated. on when they have some ROH stuff to do. I, exactly. I'm real frustrated with Rampage of late. Yeah. Okay, so Brian Danielson, of course, my number two. I thought it was a great promo. It got me really excited for this next match. Really excited at the prospect that maybe he, maybe we might get Daniel Garcia in the Blackpool Combat Club. Mm-hmm. Um, just lots of possibilities there. And, of course, I've got CM Punk at number one because he's CM Punk and he returned and everybody lost their damn minds. Yep. And that was an exciting thing to see. I took a picture it, of, of uh, one of the shots when he, um, when he came back because there was a little kid that they showed in the crowd who was wearing huh? the white CM Punk ringer tee with oh. the tape fists. And he's just jumping up and down, like pulling his shirt up to show that he's wearing the shirt, you know? And I was like, Oh, that's that kid, awesome. That kid wore a CM Punk shirt to go with his dad or mom to see dynamite had no idea that he was no going to be there and he lost his mind. And I was like, that's, and yeah, and you that's can't what, not be yeah. excited for that kid. Right. And that memory he has forever. Yeah. Okay. What did you think of Beardhausen? What did you think? I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> okay, Danhausen, <laughs> I believe uh-huh. I could be wrong. Please tell me if I'm wrong. At Peppermint Fatty, light my ass up. Uh-huh. I believe Danhausen is a decent wrestler. I've seen him wrestle. You can see He's it on better YouTube. than we have seen. Yes, and they are they are clearly they've decided he is a gimmick, yep. and he is only going to get beat up. Yeah. Um, what did you think of Eric Redbeard's performance? I think he was fine. I think mm-hmm. I think if they kept him around and and kept him like kind of in this role of just sort of being a low card elevation big dude just have big dude matches when he needed a big dude yeah. he'd be okay. Um, right. I kind of even like Danhausen having because like when he was in ROH he would have like PCO or like Black Turtles yeah. or something. you know he'd have yeah. these people that he would pay to like yep. be in his corner. I kind of like him having like a big bodyguard, my bodyguard, yeah. so he can start mouthing off to people and stuff. Um. So he was fine, uh, but it's like I don't, I don't think, know if I needed him on Rampage. Like, yeah, I don't think Eric Redbeard's going to last simply because, and it's a shame. I, I'm not saying it's a shame he's not going to stay in AEW. It's a shame he probably doesn't have that opportunity because he is so big. Mm-hmm. You have like he is he can't be just a rampage guy, an elevation guy at that size. Yeah. Like you would have to come into play in different angles, Mm -hmm. you know, different people would absolutely just attack him. Um, you know, and I don't think with the, they've got their giant right now Mm -hmm. in, um, Satnam Singh, unless you, I think maybe he comes back once and gets beaten by Satnam Mm -hmm. and other, and and other than that, he's just, he's just a day player right now. Yeah, and I think he just was on there because he's from Minneapolis, and I think yeah. he probably just... And also, he did some cool Brody Lee moves. Yeah, which so that was, was cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, now, what? any thoughts on the ass boys at the moment? No, just seeing where it goes. I like that Billy Gunn already misses the acclaimed. <laughs> I, I absolutely love that. Speaking of the ass boys, uh-huh. being an ass boy myself, I cannot say enough about... Ty Conti, Ty Mello, and Sky Blue going one-on-one. I was a big fan of that entire match. Um, I don't know if there was bad wrestling or not. I wasn't paying attention, but I think it was a pretty good match. It was I really enjoyed it. It, was, it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad match at all. 
Um, we got to see Sky Blue doing what she does best, and that is wrestling. Yeah. She is a good wrestler. She's clearly not good at having her man's back from the outside no. of the ring no. in her day-to-day clothes. Right. She still has the best gear in pro wrestling. That is my number five on the Heat Index is her gear. Um, but they had a surprisingly good match, and I loved and I was surprised by how hard the crowd popped when um what oh when um our man from top flight got announced dante yeah dante martin yeah when he got announced they popped hard yeah and i I was surprised at how hard the crowd popped right pleasantly surprised um and i did like that we finally got to see the the kind of the final two of that top what is now the top 24 belts in aew right we got to see them in person and i do and i like the belts i liked Mm -hmm. it because it's a mixed tag the belts don't match one is red one is blue and i like they didn't go like the pink route Mm -hmm. they just did red and blue they did two great primary colors Mm -hmm. cool belts um and i wouldn't mind seeing a couple more mixed tags if they do it if they do it as well as this one yeah i didn't mind it i i I, uh, Again, yeah. Rampage was was straight trash this that was, week. Yeah, if that's this, the, if that's that's the best thing on Rampage. Yeah, you're then, hurting. Yeah, you're hurting. I, and that would have been a fine like filler match on Dynamite, but it's it's not even a like should have been on Dynamite. It no. was just an entertaining match. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and, and Ty Conti has a new name for some reason. This not Guevara. I get it in real life. That she got rid of the name because I guess Conti is the uh, her previous married name, so she's probably been oh, wanting to get rid of that name. Like okay, her previous husband was that named makes Conti. Total sense. But that I'm like, but the, why sense. didn't she just get rid of it? I I don't know if yeah. she got divorced after she signed with AEW. I don't know. Like the, they don't have to. Like they don't. She doesn't have to go by her, the name on her driver's license, right? You know, like right. she could have been Ty Mello the whole time. Right. And we knew her name was Ty Mello. Um Oh, I've got to cough real quick. I'm going to mute my mic. Okay. Did that mute? Yes, did. you hear did. the cough? I didn't hear a peep. Fantastic. My God, I have a great microphone. <laughs> my God. Okay, let's see. So we haven't mentioned it yet. This was Quake by the Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, if uh, if my and Rampage was also Quake by the Lake, right? So if 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 the best match you have is your mixed tag match, including Sky Blue and Dante Martin, right. perhaps it the perhaps this show doesn't need a name. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm thinking it didn't need a name. No, but we did get two great matches on Dynamite. Well, uh, some very big matches on Dynamite. Let's see, Luchasaurus destroyed Anthony Henry. He also decided to replace Wardlow in destroying a large number of bodyguards. Yes. And I've got to give a quick shout out. I don't know. I don't know who to give this shout out to, but that moment where jungle boy launches himself in the air Mm -hmm. to grab Christian cage. Yeah. And he is at the last second, like pulled out of this jump Mm -hmm. by all those bodyguards that was so well timed and so well done. It, yeah, it was a thing of beauty. Yeah, it was. I mean, it, it's no trying to murder Tony Schiavone with your car, but it's not too shabby. Yeah, I liked how. I I'm assuming that actually was live, but I think it was. I, but they did that so well. I I don't think it would have been that well if it wasn't. But 
uh, yeah. I liked how believable it was that uh, Jungle Boy was on commentary. And when he sees Christian on the on the thing, they show him looking up at the screen. He looks up to like be like, where, where he is, is he? Yeah. And then run. And then I like that a lot. That one moment. Yeah. So that felt that felt nice. It was didn't feel yep. too like staged or anything. It felt like chaos, which was good. So Miro re- not only rejected the House of Black, also yes. rejected Julia Hart. Yes. I for some reason I really appreciated that rejection, and I still really want to see Lana at some point. Yeah, I like a yeah. He's reaffirming monogamy. It's great. <laughs> I think that was their backstage title for this segment. <laughs> Miro reaffirms monogamy. Yes, brought to you by the Council on Biblical Manhood That's and right. Womanhood. <laughs> well, he is um, he is the Redeemer. Yeah. And I'm really excited to, like, again, I think we're going to get Sting versus Malachi Black. I also think we're going to get Sting, Darby. And Miro and, um, against the House of Black. Miro. I really want to see that. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad to see Miro. I'm, I'm glad that we... That Miro is about to be back in the mix. He's not quite in it yet, mm-hmm. but we we can taste it. It's so close. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. What did we miss? What did we miss this week? Well, you, meant, I see, you mentioned almost, FTR and Wardlow. Yep. Um. I I did take note on Twitter after that. Um. Both Wardlow and uh Cash Wheeler made Pinnacle references to like them posing in the ring with their thing. And um, I think it was Wardlow who posted the pinnacle catchphrase. When you're in the pinnacle, you're always on top. And then cash Wheeler replied saying my jacked friends, which yeah is MJF. So I don't know. And we're, There's theories we're out in the there middle of that, this mysterious yeah. MJF situation that definitely to me feels like a work. It absolutely feels yeah. like a work to me. Right. I mean, and I'm pretty good at detecting works. Like I know, as deep a work as this Cody Rhodes thing is, right? And like they're this doing whole fake injury, right? He's backstage. He's in gorilla position, and we know right. that. Right. Everybody with a brain knows that. <laughs> it's all. It'll all be revealed back, in three right. to four years. I know. He's. <laughs> I mean, he's the guy who I'm sure released the uh, the um, the NDA things about Vince McMahon. I mean, this is all part of the plan. Have we talked about the NDA release I don't on know. here yet? I don't think we have. You have a theory? Do you have a theory on who released it? I oh, think everybody like for has real? The same theory. Yeah, for real. Oh, I think I think I think either one of his kids or one of his kids in law did. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it was Also like, the fact that I think it was I think it was uh, so I watched Success on HBO, which I think uh-huh. is a great model because It's a real yeah. Every because obviously real life happens exactly like it does in HBO, and clearly, but the idea that it's like you get one shot at the king, and yeah. you, and, and if you, you can miss, only and, you, and if you miss, it's over for all of you. So you all have to agree that it's the right time to do it, mm-hmm. and that's what this felt like. Was Nick? We had Triple H, Stephanie, all agreeing. Now's the time. That's the thing. I think it was the three of them together. Yeah, that's what I think. And uh, it worked out beautifully. My number two theory was that it was Sasha. (laughs) If it was Nick, Steph, and Triple H, they are like Hall of Fame. Not WWE Hall of Fame, just life Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. And I think what is interesting is how 
since that since Vince has been gone, I have not seen one person upset over it. Not one. No. I've only seen like yeah. hope. And like right. the ratings have been going up because yeah. they're bringing back people. They're, like, they're, I actually yeah. tuned in tonight for five minutes until they ran me off. Again. I've tuned in for five minutes here and there. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, I if I wasn't, if it weren't for my work schedule, right. I, would be too, I would be watching all of it. I'd be watching all of it. Yeah. And I probably could have survived the, um, oh, what was that? I, t- I took a photo of the screen because it was so ridiculous. I think it was... The angle itself wasn't that ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It was, we've got Ezekiel right now. Right. Is that the name, Ezekiel? Eze- the there's former. Ezekiel and Elias, and their, yep. and their brother who has not debuted, uh, I think it's called Elrod. And El- tonight they had, they had Ezekiel's father. Okay. Balding, a little bit of a comb over, mm-hmm. and I saw it, and I couldn't handle it. I'm like, I can't. I can't watch this. I can't do it. And then I, and but then I was like, I'm not going to turn back yeah. to the gut busters. Right. I, I wouldn't prefer to see that. See Slim J with but, that ridiculous hat, right? <laughs> but I just, last, I was just like, I'm, I'm, you know what? I but think at the I'm same gonna... time, last week I tuned in and Elias uh-huh. or uh, what's Ezekiel? I can't remember which one it was. Ezekiel yeah. was out there, and Kevin Owens came out and just threw him out of the ring, power bombed him into the side of the ring. They took him out on the stretcher, and that was the end. That is a great angle right there. I'm all about that. Um, also, do you remember the days? Do you remember early on when in AEW? When word was that Ezekiel, well, I'm sorry, Elias was going to be one of the first to jump to AEW. <laughs> no, you remember I those don't days? Remember that. Yeah, no, yeah, that was a big, that was a big talking point. Wow, for like a month or so, and clearly that never happened. But I'll say this: Ezekiel's father at least did get me to go. Like, you know what? I'm not. I've got it DVR'd, but I'm just going to start watching Better Call Saul series finale right now. <laughs> that that's what it drove me to and that's a good thing that's another but i'll say this yeah if i had been watching i know i i think that would have been a really funny angle and i definitely would have watched more but i'm just kind of ca- i've just kind of casually turned it on yeah and i immediately see elias in old man outfit and, <laughs> and makeup and i'm like i can't do this right now like i'll be back it's later a, yeah, i can't later. do this right I now i can't introduce this into my life it's too no. much yeah no, and I'm I'm not burying the angle. Could be a no, great angle. Could be really funny. It's like if I'm going here, I'm going all the way. Yeah. So yeah, and I'm not prepared can't. at this I'm not moment prepared. to go all the way. Yeah. No. I'm okay, having, yeah, we're see. having a hard enough time dealing with the trustbusters over here. So. <laughs> That's exactly right. It's a lot to digest. It's a lot to process. <laughs> so let's see. We've got a lot of good stuff coming up. We also have just some stuff coming up. So speaking of rampage, the stuff coming up on rampage this week: Hook versus Zach Clayton. Who I believe is Jersey Shore. Am I correct? I think so. Yes. Yes. We've got um, Swerve, and, Swerve in Our Glory versus Private Party. That should be a very good match. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still somewhat concerned. You know what? I'm not even going to go there right now. You know what? Probably what I was about to say. Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. got Trust Busters versus Best Friends in the mm-hmm. Trios Tournament. Mm-hmm. Clearly, I'm not a fan of the Trust Busters, but I'm so excited to have the Trios Tournament here. Yes. I'm looking forward to that. Match. Yeah, that'll be I'm good. just looking forward. I'll be fine with it. Yeah. Um, on Dynamite, Andrade, Roosh, and Dragon Lee versus Young Bucks and God knows who. Tony Storm versus Kylan King. Gun Club versus Varsity Blondes. My God, is that match going to be terrible? <laughs> that right. is like, and I'm like, <laughs> it didn't even Club sink in days. until I just looked at it just now. Yeah, that's not going to be good. Like, that's going to be bad. Yeah. Man, L- like, 
I really like I hope Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. become five star wrestlers and become Hall of Fame worthy. Mm -hmm. But they have not appeared to progress one iota in like three years now. Yeah. Like none. Griff is better Um, than he gets. Griff is better. Yeah. I've seen him. It does look like young Chris Jericho. So there's that. That's what they should have done uh, for the main event. Was just have Griff Garrison go out dressed as Lionheart and oh that would have been great that would have been fun I would have enjoyed that um okay let's see and Brian Daniels versus Daniel Garcia two out of three falls oh my god somehow I missed two out of three falls yeah uh, I don't exciting. think they did a good job of playing that up in the interview I think he could have played that up in the interview of like yeah we're doing two out of three falls and I'm gonna like this is not gonna be a there's no there's gonna be no freak win or there's no yeah. you know whatever like you're gonna have to beat me twice what i would do if i'm booking this show mm-hmm. is christian is brian danson wins but wins the first two falls yeah just like there yeah, is no third them. fall yeah yeah and then it's like that's yeah chris jericho can't show you how to beat me exactly and uh, yeah i would love that then we've got uh all out is coming up so soon like two weeks away right Okay, so what are our what are the matches we know, and what are matches you think we're gonna get? Okay, so the four. Okay, so only three have been like announced: Christian right. versus Jungle Boy, Eddie Kingston versus Sammy Guevara, which they haven't That's really mentioned. Great. Uh, since yeah, that'll be fun, and then the trios championship final, which we don't know who's gonna be in it. Yeah, and then uh, you know, pretty safe to assume Mox, Moxley versus yeah. Punk. But they but it hasn't been announced. Yeah, haven't, yet, but, but I'm sure it will be like within two minutes of the show starting. Right. And exactly. then past that. I think yeah, you, this pay-per-view sells on just that right there. Like, oh, yeah. That's a solid core right there. Moxley versus Punk in Chicago. That's. That's huge. Yeah, that's. It's huge. And, and that trio's final. Those two matches sell it to me. Yeah. Uh, but think, hey, if that's not enough for you, you're probably going to get Jade versus Athena. Uh, I'm not okay. I like Athena. Just I like her okay. Yeah. She's not doing anything for me. No. Nothing at all. She's doing zero for me. Even her wings, her new <laughs> wings, they're retractable. Right. Like they're Archangel wings from like from you know later X-Men. Right. I'm Yeah. A little gimmicky to me, a little overdone. Yeah. Yeah. A little like, much. Uh, I mean, if, if you're going to give the woman Archangel wings, they need to be cutting people. There needs to be right. blood she all be over throwing them. blades out of them. More blood. That's for, exactly for Mr. right. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. James needs okay. blood. So Sting, Darby, Miro versus House of Black. That's I really hope that's thinking. what it is. Yeah. And if that is, then we're almost certainly not going to have House of Black. Right. In right. the finals of the trios tournament. So that makes me think that makes me think there's some real credence to what you were saying. Miro can get involved. Mm-hmm. A lot of like Adam Page can get involved. Like I was saying, there could be a lot of things happening in this first round match. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Then we've got um, Ricky. Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs. That'll be a good one. Yep. If it, if it happens. Does Ricky win? I, you think Ricky would win it? Ricky has to win eventually, but to me, they'll, they'll have to have another. Um, I don't know. I think it could, you don't want could, that to be one and done, do you? No, but I think they could do a Darby kind of thing where it's like Ricky ekes one out, yeah, on him exactly. in the first one, but still like barely survives. Yeah, 
and I don't necessarily think a pay-per-view has to finish all feuds. That could kind of right. Right. be the first of three or something like that. Yeah. But um, I'm really looking forward to less run-ins and more just these two guys going one-on-one. Right. I, I really want to see that. Um, it kind of feels like an embarrassment of riches if we get Chris Dan- I mean, Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho. Yeah. Maybe Daniel Garcia in a pole match or something. Listen, they've got they've been going a while now. We've had our mixed tag. It's time for a poll. Yeah, if we're if it's not Cole on a poll, then Garcia like, in a poll. Garcia on a poll is fine with me. That works. Absolutely works. Um, Thunder Rose versus Tony Storm. That has to be it. That is going to yeah. be the match. Yeah. Um, the only thing I was wondering is if they would somehow figure out how to get Britt in there. I would like Britt to be in there because Britt, like the women's title, as much as I wanted Thunder Rose to have it, it's felt kind of dead to me. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like as big a deal as it was when it was around Britt's waist. Mm-hmm. And so simply Britt returning and being there, not mm-hmm. even wrestling this, at least being there, yeah. has gotten me more energized for the women's yeah. division. I like the idea of Tony winning, though, because because they have Jade on the heel side. And I think right. it'd be good for them to have. I, I think she you either could, have to. Have, yeah. If you go back to Britt, maybe face Britt. Yeah. But Tony Storm having the title, that, that doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. Like, I'm not. Tony Tony Storm has everything. She can wrestle. She she like looks good. Mm-hmm. She can talk, but for whatever reason, it she does like she doesn't get me excited. But yeah. I don't dislike her at all. Like, yeah, I, I don't I dislike it. her at all. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Um, yeah, who? Okay, Swerve and Keith Lee. By the way, I've now come to the decision. I don't think Swerve turns on Keith Lee. I think we get the swerve by Keith Lee turning on swerve. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I I just feel it in my bones. Um, It might just be a low pressure system coming through. (laughs) Either way, uh, we we will find out. But like, who who are they even wrestling? Like, I don't don't know. know. I mean, FTR is out there, but I don't know if that's the match you do. I think think that Chicago crowd would eat up an FTR tag title match, but they better win. FTR just needs to be on this card. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to think of who you would put them against, if not for uh, Swerve and Keith. And by the way, is I, what do you think of the tag team name Swerve and Our Glory? I hate it. It's horrible. It's stupid. Like, I don't like saying it. Yeah. I sound like a goof saying it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just generally sound like a goof, but also when saying Swerve and Our Glory, it's a terrible name. Yeah. Um, what does it even mean? Like, what do you... I mean, it's just like it just screams. We're trying too hard to like to 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 merge their sayings or whatever their name. Call it like like there's so many other things like they talk about Swerve's house. They could call it like the House of Glory, or you know the House of Black House of Glory, or I don't know. They just call them Swerve and Lee. I don't know. Like yeah, just Swerve Scott and Keith Lee works great. Swervely McSwervelton. Great. Oh my God! By the way. I was talking to my buddy today. We started talking. We, we like we're we're under time. We're about to wrap up. Mm-hmm. We haven't. We have time for a we're five minute diversion here. <laughs> we're doing really good, and so I'm here to fuck that up. Okay. Um. So I was talking to my buddy today, and he was talking about how um. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's last match in WCW mm-hmm. was a TV title match with Steve Austin. Okay. And how he didn't have another match until 2009. Mm-hmm. And when he came back, he looked amazing. Yeah. 
He yeah. he looked like maybe the best worker in WWE. Yeah, that made me so until happy. Until the NXT guys, the next guys, right. like bashed his brain in or whatever. Right, right. And I started thinking, I think there was a period, and I've said this for years. There was a period from like 91 to 93, 94 in WCW where I think some of the great, like maybe the greatest title. Let me see how to put this. The TV title from 91 to 94 were some of the best matches in wrestling history. I'm going to give you the list of champions. Oh, okay. Okay. Arn Anderson. Yep. Bobby Eaton. Mm -hmm. Steve Austin. Barry Windham. Steve Austin. Ricky Steamboat. And pre-Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner. Oh, wow. Those those five guys, like, were good. Ricky Steamboat, Barry Windham, Steve Austin, Scott Steiner, Arn Anderson, Bobby Eaton were feuding for that belt for like four years. Wow. And I can't. And th- there were some other people in there like Paul Orndorff was in there. Yeah. But if Paul Orndorff is the worst guy you've got in that <laughs> history. And right. by the way, the last guy. Dustin was in see, there. Dustin. I guess Dustin he probably never wrestled had it. for it. Yeah. He probably never but he had didn't it. get the title. And um, hold on. There was one other person. Yeah. It went from Orndorff. Back to Ricky Steamboat. Then the last guy on this list, Lord Steven Regal. Oh, man. That, the talent right there. Yeah, that's amazing. Is epic. Like, that should have been a, like, most of those people should have been feuding for a world title. Mm-hmm. And it was the TV title. Either way, yeah. I just want to throw that out there. If anybody still has the WWE Network, if you have a VPN and you can go watch it. Man, go watch some of those matches. Yeah. Those were some great matches. That would probably be my go-to the next time I want the retro. Other thought, that since yeah. you just reminded me, because that made me think about the Dangerous Alliance. Our, the Dangerous uh, Alliance was, I never liked them as a team. Yeah. But my God, was that an epic collection of That's talent. an epic collection of people. Somebody, so on Twitter, um, our buddy Scott, who hosts our WWE counterpart show, The Rap, yeah. with Keela Cash, uh brought up on Twitter was the shield, the most successful faction at launching stars ever. I think he is correct. Yeah. And simply like the dangerous Alliance didn't launch the stars right. that became stars. Right. But the shield had three guys who were not stars. Right. And one guy that Vince tried for a decade to shove down everyone's throats. Mm hmm. And all three are major stars right, right now. Yeah. All three. Two of them and are the champions of the two biggest companies in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And the third guy is uh, the guy they, they wanted to help put Cody Rhodes over because right. he's a really good wrestler. Right. And no, I like, I can't think. I tried to think of it. I couldn't think of anything where it was like, I mean, like the Freebirds, they never were that the successful Freebirds as individuals. They were their own thing. Yeah. yeah. Like Terry Gordy was always right. the tag team guy generally with, I mean, he was yeah. in some freaking amazing tag teams. Right. But like they didn't launch Terry Garvin into superstardom. Right. Like nobody. Right. Nobody in that group other than Terry Gordy in Japan became true superstars. They were always, I mean, they were really yeah. big stars as a tag team, but like I can't think of anything close to that. Yeah. Because these people all went on to have world titles. I right. believe. All of them have held world titles. Am I right? Yeah, all of them. Yeah. All of them. Like Arn Anderson only had one world title match in his entire career. Right. right. Never had a U.S. title. 
only had the TV title. Mm-hmm. Barry Windham, did Barry ever have the world title? I don't yeah, believe he, so. He had the. He had uh, it, he had it when they had it when Rick it was left. like the international title. Yeah. Yeah. He had like a version. Yeah. But he was, he never became the superstar he should have become. Right. Because he ended up like later in his career kind of phoning it in. in long, well, and part of it is because they were they were all role players. They all had their roles yeah. to play in the Shield wasn't By, really that. Anyway, I don't know how we got. Yeah. <laughs> that was, well, that was something is, on today the, that. Yeah. And that was. No, I saw that. I absolutely yeah. saw that. And I thought it was a really interesting conversation. And I think Scott has it nailed. I think he clearly thought about it mm-hmm. because, okay, Dangerous Alliance. Um, Arn Anderson, Bobby Eaton, Larry Zabisco, who never lived up to what I thought he was going to be. Right. Like Rude. I'd always heard about him from AWA. He comes over, right. and and Rick, to Rick this Rude day, was already Rick Rude. Rick Rude was already Rick Rude. And Steve Arn Austin never like it didn't have. He was. It wasn't what launched him. No, he could have been the guy. Yeah, he easily could have been the guy. They kept him from being the guy. Yeah. He launched himself in ECW. And WWE was smart enough to sign him yeah. and very soon after let him be that guy. Yeah. Um, let's see, who else we got? Um Medusa. We got Medusa and we've got uh, I didn't know the new dangerous alliance was a thing. I don't want to assault your ears by reading this group of nobodies. Um so yeah, like that like Rick Rude, Steve Austin. Bobby Eaton and Arn Anderson, just those four. You dump mm-hmm. Larry Zabisco and Medusa, those four, that's a hell of a team, but yeah. they weren't allowed to be a hell of a team. They weren't top guys even then. They weren't right. winning. Right. They were just bad guys who they threw up against whoever was on top. Um, Rick Rude, another guy never had a world title, should have had a world title. He had he had a he had that same like international title. Thing where it was the big yeah, I, where I, was the big gold belt, but it wasn't the world the WCW title. Right, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't the world title at that time. Yeah. Um. That no, Scott. Really great topic of conversation. I think you're dead on. All three of those guys. Like the thing is, the only reason. What's the name of the third guy? I'm drawing a blank. Seth. Yeah, Seth. The only reason Seth is like Seth maybe could have been the top guy mm-hmm. if Vince wasn't in love with Roman and pushed yeah. him so hard as the top guy. And he guy. was the top guy in some years. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, he had the title and he was the top yeah. guy. And so I, one of my things that really made me think that. of was that one of the biggest balls they dropped during that last 10 years was before Ambrose left or before, you know John Moxley uh-huh. left was that they never did the Shield triple threat match for the world title at WrestleMania. That's such a shame. That's, That's a, a real, real shame. shame. Yeah. Then I um the Shield era is probably the era of WWE I'm the least familiar with. Mm-hmm. But you cannot go higher than John Moxley is right now. Mm-mm. You can't go higher in wrestling. Mm-mm. You cannot go higher than Roman Reigns is. Mm-mm. Like there's no one above Roman. There's no one really above Moxley. Like mm-hmm. there's people right there with him. Right. They're not above him. And and again, Seth Rollins has been doing phenomenal things for years. He's been the top right. guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think Very you could get more out of three guys. Yeah. I don't think you could get more. Unless unless like John Cena, The Rock, and Stone Cold had come up together in a group. Right. You're not topping that. Yeah. All right. So that's your AEW talk for this <laughs> evening, ladies and gentlemen. Um, from me, from Kevin Ely, from everyone here at Fight Game Media, 
This has been The Boom. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you'll tune in again next Monday or Tuesday, whenever this podcast comes out. And until next week, everybody, have a great one.